Hi, I'm James Schillinglaw. I'm here in Malta and actually just got done with an incredible tour the last four days of this wonderful island. Uh, I'm with my certified official guide, uh, Cynthia Zamid Mampel. Mampel, 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 because it's been Cynthia to me for the last four days. Uh, and she has just given me a, a tremendous overview of Malta. I sort of had a crash course, Malta 101, and there's so much more that we, you know, we could have gone to. So we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to do day by day, and this is going to be the first day that we were, we went, we did a lot the first day, so we're going to go a little while. So you're going to hear all about that and more on Insider Travel Report. Now, Cynthia, first of all, as I said, boy, it was an amazing guy. You've been an amazing guide. Uh, uh, really have given me sort of a prime. But that first day, I mean, I met you and we're, we're here. We were actually at the, this time we were at the Corinthia uh, Palace and now we're actually at the Phoenicia Hotel. Uh, but tell me how we started off actually in a place I never thought of was that there is a prehistoric side to Malta that dates back even before like Stonehenge, right? Yes, of course. Uh, well, hello for me, hello for Malta. Um, we visited the prehistoric temples. Our islands are very, very old, uh, small islands in the center of the Mediterranean with over 7,000 years of history. And we went to visit the prehistoric temples of Hajar-Im, okay. uh, Maltese being a Semitic language. Uh, and uh, that really and truly in English would translate meaning uh, Hajar is a precious stone, Im is worship. Okay. So the worship of precious stone. Because we believe there was a practice inside these sites, beautiful freestanding monuments, outdating the pyramids, outdating Stonehenge. So we're going into a time span of about 3,600 BC. Yeah, definitely that, that, worth. Definitely worth the saying, because you, you didn't realize these are, as you said, older than pyramids. And of course, this is a civilization that then a, a few thousand years later just disappeared, right? Just disappeared from the islands, leading us such to a Bronze Age man with a metal tool, because that was the beauty of our prehistoric temples. No metal tools were ever found. Uh, and then later on, we had the Phoenicians, which brought the language yes. to Malta, because a lot of people are baffled about our language. It is, it is a different language, because it's, it's a Semitic language, but you have sort of the, uh, the, our, our normal spellings. It's not an Arabic spelling. Right? Yes, yes, we use the Roman alphabet. But then, of course, our position in the Mediterranean here, we've been influenced. We're a bit of a melting pot, if I can dare say so. You know, the culture from the north of us, Sicily is only 90 kilometers north. So whoever's coming this way, Sicily, Malta, we're just below Sicily, and then 290 kilometers south is the first tip of North Africa. So we're a bit of a melting pot when it comes to our language, when it comes to our culture, traditions, and also our cuisine, which is also well, we're worth talking about the cuisine. We were lucky enough to try some of it. It was absolutely amazing. Now, uh, so we went from those temples, which were sort of a good beginning point because you know I didn't really know anything about them, and then we went to a, kind of a more scenic place. We went to what you have a blue grotto too, right? Talk a little bit about that. Well, being islands, as you can imagine, we're surrounded by sea, but we're in the Mediterranean. And Malta has been declared to have the cleanest waters in the Mediterranean. So rightfully so, where you can get a little boat to experience those grottos, those caves, you have to do it. Another thing the islands are renowned for, underwater diving. Yeah. But that's, of course, if you want to go a little bit deeper to appreciate a life below 
our our visual life above ground. I did ground. see the divers there, but I did take the boat. You 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 stayed there and let you go go, go <laughs> let me go for about 20 minutes, and it really was amazing. I, I actually thought it was I don't want to say it's more impressive than uh, coppery, but it was oh, it, it was it was it was literally it really was so. We did a lot. We went to a lot of different grottos and a little place, and he sort of explained everything. But and and it really was amazing to do. And the water was very blue, no question about it. But so so that was the blue grotto. So then then we went because we were a little hungry uh, so we went to the fishing village and talk about that because obviously we're not on an island and so there's a wonderful fishing village that you were telling me all about where they have a fish market and they have fish restaurants right yes of course well we enjoy our food as Maltese, uh, of course, but fish, being an island surrounded by that beautiful Mediterranean blue sea, of course, we fish off it and we eat it. We enjoy our meat dishes, of course. Rabbit is one of the dishes, but being in a fishing village, obviously, we'd expect to have the fish, Mediterranean fish. You can't always find the same fish, obviously, because we are very seasonal. We go with the season. So, yes, we had a lovely lunch there with the fishing boats alongside our traditional brightly colored boats, the Lutsu, yeah, with the eye. The eye, you should tell me, and they cover up the eye. Some yes, kind of, yes, you're yes. a little superstitious here we for are. a Catholic country, right? Well, the islands are predominantly Roman Catholic, but we obviously we're free to accept and we accept everyone and all religions here. Yeah, everyone is can practice what they like, but we are a superstitious people, yes, a superstitious people. For example, the, in the baby, the pram, they would give the little religious thing as a charm, but they'd give the horns to ward off oh, the evil away from the baby pram, you know. So it's a mix, it's a bit of a mix, which the church accepts as well. But that's us humans, us Maltese. We're yeah. a bit of a mix, as and I so, always say. So we were there actually on a day that wasn't the fishing market. So all the fish restaurant, which I believe was called uh, La Nostra Padrona, I La think Nostra was, a, which was a, we had a lovely meal there. And and during during on the market days, they have all the fish out there. Right? Yes, of course. One can go down on a Sunday. That Sunday morning, uh, the fishermen ideally you buy your fish first thing in the morning, you know. And some of them are, are so fresh; they're still live fish. Right. You know, the octopus, the calamari, and all that. You see them. They're still there you know and believe you me you can't get them any fresher from that you know from the fisherman's boat straight to your table so it's beautiful it's so beautiful then, then we, we, we decided we finally hit what is one of the most amazing cities in the Mediterranean uh, 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 Valletta the capital city of Valletta which is is where we are just outside the gates here and you took me around to some incredible things I mean it's it's a organized city it's it's a grid-like city uh, and we went to the cathedral I believe uh, St. John St. John's um, St. John's the Co-Cathedral was the conventional church of the knights the knights coming from nobility Europe the famous uh, knights of Malta which are actually <laughs> the knights of St. John right yes yeah. yes of course from which the eight-pointed cross originated the Maltese cross today of course they're stationed their headquarters in Rome and they carry on with their work even through the St. John's Ambulance Brigade right. however um, Valletta yes they built their church over there and beautiful artwork over there from Mattia Preti Il Calabrese to the worldwide renowned painting here inside St. John's the beheading of St. John the Baptist. By, the, by Caravaggio, right? That's it, by Michelangelo Marisi Caravaggio, as he was known in the art world, one of the last paintings in his lifetime, and the only one known in the world that Caravaggio ever signed. He signed out of the blood that comes out of St. John's head. As one does. <laughs> well, before he came here, he had murdered the man. So uh, She gave me the whole story. It is a long story. you got to come and get a guided by Cynthia to give you the whole inside scoop on what happened with Caravaggio.
Now, the other thing about this church is exterior-wise, it's impressive, but it's really the interior that makes that, that, that cathedral come alive, right? Of course, one of the knight's vows was, was, was poverty. They were monks at the end of the day, so externally they did not want to show the life they led within the doors, but their church, of course, too the God to St. John the Baptist had to have the best. So they also wanted to use the shock technique, mannerist in style, externally looking like a fort with that military aspect to it, but internally it's gilded from top to bottom. It's carved all over. The floors are a world heritage site with beautiful... Yeah, the, fl the floors were amazing. I mean, I, you pointed them out and I had already seen them and I'm like, wow, I mean, these are, I, I don't know what to look. You look at the <laughs> ceiling or you look at the walls or you look at the floors, right? Well, you've got to absorb it bit by bit, I think, yeah. and take some time inside St. John's the Co-Cathedral. That's definitely a must when visiting our capital city, Valletta. There's museums. One can go to Museum of Art, Museum of Archaeology, Manuel Theatre, which is one of the oldest functioning. So Valletta is a city which is alive. It's commercial. It was a city of culture for uh, the European... 2018. 2018. Wow. Uh, European capital city of culture. The beautiful walls that surround it. It's, it's beautiful. It's all on a grid pattern. 16th century city, of course, right. named after the Grand Master. He was the head of the Knights, he was French, who defeated Suleiman in 1565. He was and one I, of the few that could, right? Yes. He, Suleiman had never been defeated. The Ottoman Empire had never been defeated before in such a great way. So obviously Europe helped us with the funding of this beautiful capital city, of which we're very proud, of course. Yeah, well, the, the other thing I love that you call the head of the Knights of the Order of St. John the Grand Master, which you know, so that it's like it, it's where else can you go to? And of course, this actually is one of the locations, as we all know, for Game of Thrones. And boy, I can't believe how many movies have been filmed here. We, we went past. We're going to talk in another segment about one of the film sets here. But obviously, Gladiator was here. Game of Thrones. Uh, uh, tremendous. It's, it's a giant film set because you have so many spectacular locations, right? Yes, we do. Malta's, uh, we're trying to promote ourselves also in that movie world. Uh, we have some older ones, such as Midnight Express. We've just been yeah. to Popeye's Village, you know, to see. But yes, as, as James was saying, we're doing a lot. And we're out there um, competing, obviously, against the big world in the movie sphere. But Malta, it's a safe country. We speak English. The weather is fine. We never have snowstorms over here. And that's also attractions, especially military or water-based stories, such as Tom Hanks, Captain Phillips, that was all filmed yeah, on the water tax the yeah. in Valletta Harbour, you know. So there's various, various movies, Troy, uh, Shout of the Devil, Lee Marvin, Roger Moore, we're going to an older movie over there. So I, the list is endless, Da Vinci Code. Uh, yeah, it, is, it is pretty amazing. But then we sort of ended the day, we, we went up to uh, the, 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 the upper, I guess, Bar Baraka Garden, which are overlooking the incredible harbor which and we had an incredible view of the harbor uh, you know cruise ships are down there uh, uh, lots going on and that was amazing too right Valletta Harbour. Valletta Harbour is a natural harbour, for, so for that we're proud. Uh, very deep harbour, so any of the largest shipping and cruise lines can come in, be them big or small. But it's the reason why Malta was always wanted, because you go back to the past to history, I mean, what were they looking for? A haven in the centre of the Mediterranean. So our harbour was very, very important. Let's say it's one of the two commercial harbours, big harbours we have in Malta. So definitely Upper Baraka, which were really fortifications, defences of the Italian knights. Um, uh, you know, today I would say we're no longer up there to defend, uh, but for visitors to come and appreciate why Malta was always wanted. Yeah. The beauty of the, even the blue 
in the harbour. I think that is something to be it, highlighted. It it's amazing. not grey and murky. No, it isn't. They say the blue harbour. They say the blue Danube. Well, this is really blue. Uh, now and then, of course, unfortunately, you couldn't be with me the second day, and uh, I, I end up going to a wonderful uh, Farson's Brewery, uh, which is a, a one of the oldest beers here. It actually, was the the brewery itself was built. I think it, it was it opened in 1950 something, right after the war, and it was a result of a merger of two different brands. And and they have your your main beer is called what's it called the the chisk the chisk, the the chisk. chisk. and I had a chisk I think it was a chisk uh, 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 a, a lager or something of some kind it was amazing and they had a whole history of uh, it's a great place to take groups um, and I think you're probably going to be taking groups at some point getting off a cruise ship maybe uh, it was wonderful and then I got a chance to go back to do all my interviews and you're going to see a lot of these interviews with the Malta uh, Tourism Authority CEO and then I had a lovely meeting with the guy who is and you're going to see this again with the guy who's heading up the new Maritime Museum and he's just a wealth of information so you're going to see that. Anyway, that was day one and a little bit of day two but then I met up with Cynthia for day three and you're going to have to stay tuned for the next video. We're going to talk about where we go to Gozo. Uh, beautiful. And we're going to talk about that uh, here on Insider Travel Report but meanwhile, uh, Cynthia, tell, a little, tell us where, where our, our viewers, our travel advisors can get in touch with you because they might have a few uh, clients for you. Of course. Well, you're always welcome to come to Malta. I don't think there's too many Cynthia's as licensed tourist guide on the islands, but uh, Cynthia, you can contact me. I think the quickest and easiest way, carrying a mobile phone in our hands, is WhatsApp, which is free for all if there's internet, and the mobile number is plus three five six. That's actually our prefix to Malta. So plus three five six nine nine four seven. 8338. So fairly easy numbers. 9947-8338. Please don't forget that prefix for Malta. Okay. Drop me a text anytime. You're more than welcome. We're small islands, but okay. you're more than welcome. Absolutely. And you have to come here. Malta is, is, is this gem in the Mediterranean that I think too few Americans know about, but a lot of them are going to know about it soon, so you better get in and talk with Cynthia and let her guide you around the island. All right, so stay tuned for our next episode where we're going to Gozo, which sounds kind of weird, uh, but, but it was an amazing trip. So uh, I'm James Schillinglaw, and this is Insider Travel Report.